This is Ashley with an E. And this is Ashley without an E. And you are listening to the Wild North Podcast. So how's it going, Ash? What's going on in your world? Well, probably the same thing that is going on with everyone right now, that I can't leave my house and everything's sort of terrible. Yeah. um, As most of you guys know, this is right in the middle of the whole (laughs) COVID-19. What week are we on? Like week six of quarantine or something? I actually... I'm really terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like people have it down to the day, and I don't really know either. <laughs> you know, I often, even before the virus, I forgot what day it was anyway. I know. I, I think we both have jobs that make it that, yeah, we don't ever really know what day it is. Yeah, we're like, wait, let's just double check the calendar. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this episode, we kind of are just going to dive right into it. We're going to talk to some people all around the world that we know. So I'm going to tell the backstory about why we're doing this. Okay, um, do it. So you know Jared Leto, the actor? Yes. Personally and all, no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so I've been watching a lot of um, Instagram live stuff since a lot of musicians and actors um, have been doing, you know, what they're good at, entertaining people. So he's been asking random people around the world to be on his Instagram live with him. So he started just pulling people on and it was fascinating, like just... Well, first of all, any girl that he had on just would start crying immediately. So that was weird. About the virus? No, about Jared Leto. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like, oh my God, you're having me on your Instagram. And he would ask them questions and they were just sobbing. Um, That was less interesting. But when he got people who actually wanted to have a conversation with him, it was really, really fascinating. I just got so sucked into it to like listening to people from, you know, Italy and China and all the places where they were hit really hard um, and just how they were reacting to it and how their countries were reacting to it. And it was really cool. So I decided since we have a lot of friends around the world that it would be nice to just check in with everyone and see how they're doing and what they're doing during this crazy time. Yeah. So that's the backstory behind this episode. And we have some friends from all over. Uh, Some of them Ashley went to school with during a study abroad Mm -hmm. and Some of them are family. Some of them are just people that we know through other friends. And so we're pretty excited for this episode. Yeah, it's been really interesting. And we're a little bit further in now. So things may have changed a little because I know even in the States, um, things have adjusted since we're like further in and people are starting to lose their minds. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's, uh, it's also relevant and it's all it's weird to see how different countries are reacting to it and how the virus is playing out to depending on what everyone does yeah and I think here in Oregon I mean they told us we could still go outside we could hike and we could go in our neighborhoods for exercise and running and walking and all of that but then everyone everyone went outside (laughs) everybody flocked to the trails beaches anywhere nature that they could get their feet on yeah so it was two days in they said, by the way, literally everything is closed, so no more hiking for you people. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so we've been pretty locked down in that way, uh, which has been really hard for both of us to not... Well, you... So Ashley Noe has um, been working through most of this, actually, so not a lot has changed for you. Yeah, I have been actually working quite a bit uh, <laughs> during the whole thing. I, um, I'm outside every day, and I get to see how the whole city of Portland has been affected, um, whether it's seeing how the restaurants are handling opening and closing, just walking past them. And, you know, also there's 
kind of a weird thing where some days it's just desolate and there's nobody outside. And no traffic. And there's no traffic and there's no noise. And it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and, you know, normally when I'm out there at that time, it's very interesting because there's so many people, so much traffic, everybody on their lunch break. And then last but not least, um, you know, one of the things that I was doing for work, I was actually in a, a hospital and I had to kind of sit there and see some of the COVID patients personally. And although they were definitely within a very socially distanced distance from me, it was really interesting to hands-on see, you know, what was going on. Um, and just the way they're kind of treated differently too, That that's strange too. Yeah, I mean, the way I explained it to Ashley was that it kind of felt like they were being treated like their being is the virus and they're just pariahs. Yeah. yeah. And it's really sad because, you know, they come in and they're just terrified. I mean, you could see it all over their body language and it really puts it into perspective how lucky I feel that, yes, I'm still working, but I'm also taking all the measures I need to for social distancing as well as sanitizing everything yeah, constantly. Sanitizer <laughs> I, I walk into people's houses reeking like Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just it makes it definitely makes me not want to take what we have for granted right now because it's um it's real. <laughs> yeah. And it was really interesting. So I just got back from a trip to Colorado and the level of not shut down Colorado is compared to Portland. Portland has been such a ghost town and even I, I was doing, I think I told you that I was doing this loop during rush hour, what would normally be rush hour traffic. I would just jump in my car and do a loop of all the freeways because it only took like 10 minutes. And in rush hour, that would have taken three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I was having fun with that, just being able to be on the highways. It felt like when I first moved to Portland and no one lived here. Um, but yeah, Colorado was, a lot of the stuff was shut down too. So, you know, same deal, restaurants and bars, well, bars were closed and restaurants are open for takeout only. But in Portland they tend to have everything blocked off so you can't actually walk into the space. And in Colorado, people can still walk in and you can like interact with people. And actually the day that I left, they had just made it required that people, if you're in a public space, you have to have a mask on. Mm. But why now? At this point, everyone's been seeing each other and talking and they're reopening hair salons and tattoo shops. And it's, it's really weird. I don't think they have a lot of cases, but it was still like being catapulted back into normal life very abruptly. Yeah, and some places, from what I've heard, that are considering opening up are doing it in phases, which I think is definitely appropriate. But to think of just being like, okay, here's life, go live it. Yeah, it's it's it seems a little overwhelming at the moment. It I, does. I know people are having a hard time with the quarantine and the stay-at-home orders, but I really think that just hustling and bustling like it's, you know, Never, nothing ever happened, I think, is definitely not the way to go about it. Well, if we just look at history and the Spanish influenza, that's exactly what happened, and then it came back. There was a huge resurgence of it. Yeah, and so. then everybody got a new stay-at-home order, so let's not do it. Yeah, because we don't want to stay at home anymore, you guys. We need to go hiking. <laughs> yeah. So we are pretty lucky here, though. We don't have the really extreme circumstances that a lot of other countries do. In Portland, we're not very densely populated, so we're not like New York or Paris where there are just people living on top of each other and you have to stay indoors. Mm -hmm. So we're lucky in that regard. Um, and my friend in Poland, Gosia, who I uh, studied with in France, uh, she lives in Warsaw, and her situation is a lot 
not, I don't want to say worse, but it's, a, it's very different from what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll let her tell you herself. Hi guys, I am talking to my friend in Poland about this whole crazy situation. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Gosia. How are you doing over there? Well, so I think we are all in the same situation. So here in Poland, um, I live in Warsaw, so the capital. So we are all stuck at home, working. I, well, I have the opportunity to work remotely, so right, I should be actually grateful for it, um, that I can stay and be safe and work. We have to stay at home. Like uh, We cannot leave our houses unless it's very necessary. Um, so shops, pharmacies, etc. And um, otherwise we can actually uh, get a fine. And the fines are quite big, so uh, it's actually better to just stay home. And uh, while schools are closed, um, cinemas, theatres and everything, you know, it's probably like this in every country. Um, I hope so, at least. (laughs) We are actually not in a very bad situation because, uh, of course, it is bad, but still we have um, about six a thousand cases of the virus in Poland and around 200 deaths. So uh, it's, of course, it's bad. It should be zero, but um, we are actually in a, in a quite good situation because we, um, we actually stopped everything at a very good moment. And so we closed schools and uh, universities and cinemas, shopping malls at a very good time. Uh, before it actually started spreading more. Yeah, that's definitely the smart time to stop. And I think that was the mistake a lot of places made was just like waiting mm. until it got real bad and then it was too bad to fix it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're just working from home? I'm working from home. Yeah, I uh, I work in an American company, <laughs> Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we actually can do everything remotely. So it's it's uh, it's not a bad case. Mm, it's just normal work, right? It's the same thing we would do in the office without, you know, human interaction. So, <laughs> so, so, so it's good. And yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm actually very grateful that I can stay home and work like this because uh, many people are out there, you know, struggling every day. You can see it even people, you know, um, like we should be grateful for people who work in the shops, uh, work, you know, as they deliver food. Yeah. Right. And we should be very grateful for people like this. And um, it really shows how important these jobs are to us. And like we have to appreciate it. I feel like we haven't appreciated people before yeah definitely it's kind of eye-opening for everyone I think (laughs) yeah it is it is and I hope it changes something you know yeah especially the consumerism and and everything like it's it's very eye-opening and I really really hope that it will after all be something it will be something good for us yeah it will bring something better something positive yeah, I hope people will remember it so that it, it stays positive and has a positive impact on everybody. Um, what are you doing to keep busy since you're stuck at home? Uh, I actually, uh, well, I read 
I like everybody probably. <laughs> I read, but I also watch TV and Netflix and everything. And um, but I cook every day. Uh, cook all my meals. Uh, I sometimes order something in, but like weekends, so I don't have to cook. So what else do I have to do, right? And, <laughs> Need a break, and, though. <laughs> exactly. And um, and actually, I I started baking, and like I I wasn't baking before, but I feel like it, like if you see Instagram stories, like everybody everybody's baking right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, baking bread banana bread and everything so so much sourdough like bread happening no pressure right <laughs> it's required now <laughs> so so yeah so i got influenced and and i started baking too nice. small things but what's your um, favorite thing that you baked uh, i baked um bread for example oh, nice. which i have never done before and uh of course i'm cleaning my house like it's super clean right now and it was a very good moment actually um, to get locked down because I just finished renovating my bathroom and my flat was a total mess so like I have to, I had to clean every single thing in my flat every single thing so it was a good time so I cleaned everything step by step and I was like you know it's pretty clean <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like you are not doing too bad over there. I'm glad you still have a job and income and all of that stuff, too, because that's... Yeah, definitely. This is the most important thing, of course. Yeah, for sure. I'm having, like, a little breakdown right now because, you know, Easter, and I would love to spend this time with my family, but I will not go home to see my parents and my, and my, and my family but because it's a danger, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So why would I put my parents and my family in such a position. Yeah, exactly. At least for now we have Skype and FaceTime and all of that until... Exactly, yeah. We'll have an Easter breakfast uh, on Skype. <laughs> so that's something. At least. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Kosha. Thank you. So, yeah, like we were saying, it's a little more extreme than us, but, I mean, obviously... She's making the best of it. She's still working, which is great. Um, actually, most of the people we talked to, I feel like we're still working. Yeah, a lot of them said they were working remotely and they, you know, had that kind of option, which is nice. I personally, like I said earlier, I'm not working remotely, but I know you are. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley with any <laughs> is working remotely. and Y'all are just going to have to remember our voices because this is too confusing for us. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but um, how has it been working remotely for you? It's been fine. I actually prefer it, but I when I do work remote, I like to go sit at a coffee shop and be around other humans, and there are no coffee shops right now. So I had to go buy my favorite chai and I've been making chai lattes in the morning, so I can feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> I mean, at least, you know, you get to have a hot drink in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's all about routine, I think, is the most important thing. Because I'm really good at just sitting down and focusing if I have to do that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I need to feel like, okay, I got my coffee. I got my computer. I can go and sit and do this for a few hours. And then I need to go for a walk. And it's like the only way to kind of really get through it, I feel like, is to have some sort of routine. Yeah, and I, I noticed that Goshi also said, like, the entertainment and everything is closed there, which is how it is, it seems like, all around the world. But yeah. it's definitely kind of just recently for me been put into effect, like, how badly I just want to go sit at a bar 
Dude, I know. <laughs> have a beer. I think that's the only thing I've actually been affected by with the whole quarantine is I really, because me and Ashley always go to the bar and we sit there and we'll have a beer or two and we'll laugh ridiculously for hours and I really want to go do that. And we can easily just do it at my house, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, I really, really miss that too. That will be the biggest thing when we can do things again. I'm going to be so happy about that. Even just, especially now that it's getting nice out, I think people are getting a little more stir crazy because the weather is turning to actual good weather. At least in Portland. (laughs) Yeah, well, most, not most places, some places. (laughs) But yeah, it'll be nice to just go sit on a patio somewhere and drink a cold beer. Yeah. I can't wait. Definitely. So we are also going to play an interview with my friend Ollie, also from my study abroad. Uh, He lives outside of London um, and... They had a little bit of a different start to all of this. So, yeah, uh, we'll be back with you after the interview. Hi, guys. I am here with my friend in England. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi there. Yeah, um, my name is Ollie. Uh, I live near London, England. And, yeah, I work for a supermarket. <laughs> and I used to... I used to study with Ashley in France. Uh, so you want to tell us what's going on in England with this whole crazy situation? Yeah, yeah. So we were quite, I suppose we were quite late uh, on the bandwagon with the whole social distancing lockdown thing. A lot of other countries in Europe started to do it quite a long time before us. And Boris Johnson, our prime minister, was initially quite reluctant to put anything in place. So he he did a statement saying, look, you're, you're going to lose loved ones ahead of their time. Um, which is quite, it wasn't taken very well at all. And then eventually they announced lockdowns um, and like social distancing measures, uh, like two meter rule, uh, and then eventually a full lockdown over a period of weeks. And so now we can't leave our houses for anything apart from like food or medicine and like one form of exercise a day. So it's, um, yeah, it's pretty intense, like the other countries now, but it was really, really late. So now we have a quite a bad situation here. Not quite as bad as the States, but um, it's, it's pretty hairy. I mean, like, they're trying to stabilise, you know, like flatten the curve of, of deaths per day, and it's just about maybe happening. Uh, but it's already been, like, at least 10,000 deaths. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's, yeah, so it's are, pretty bad. Are you guys getting fined for going outside, too? Yeah, I mean, they can. I think that was more of a threat, really. <laughs> you can get fined. I think they can, the police can do on-the-spot fines, but I don't think they do, like... And I think it's people being quite compliant, like, surprisingly so, in fact. And everyone's inside. You can, uh, yeah. You can still go for jogs and, and, and cycling, though, which is great. So, like, I, I quite like cycling. So the roads are empty, and you can just take the road bike out and just tear around. And it's, it's beautiful, really. It's been quite sunny as well. So it's, yes. it's, I've, I've, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a kind of... Uh, not recluse, but, you know, I, I like being inside as well, so I don't really mind it that much. It's, so it's not much of a change. I, yeah, not much of a change, really, <laughs> except it's safer on the road when I'm cycling. So. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's good. And they've, the government introduced a furlough system as well for anyone that's paid through the national kind of tax system. So if you're on PAYE tax, you can not work, and the government will cover 80% of your wages, up to 2,500 gross. Oh, wow. So, so most people are kind of okay. I know there's been massive unemployment in like, the US, but yeah, the UK, yeah, it's kind of good. 
So are you working still? Yeah, so I'm unfortunately classed as a key worker because I work in, in, in a supermarket. I work in retail. So mm. my job isn't business critical, though, which is silly. So really, they should only have business critical jobs kept open and everyone else should be furloughed. So if, you're, if you work on the shop floor or you work in one of our warehouses, but I work doing internal audit, <laughs> which is like corporate bullshit, and it's definitely not business critical. And um, yeah, I, I just wish they followed me because they followed my girlfriend, and she just sits around all day watching films. Has <laughs> time along. Do you actually have paid to go? Pretty much. <laughs> do you have to go into work then? You don't get to do anything. Yeah, well, I work from home a lot, but yeah, I've had to. I had to help out picking stock in a warehouse for two weeks, which is fun. Um, I didn't mind that, but then I had to go to the stores, and then that was... I didn't really like that. Although I'm not particularly worried about the virus, and I know that I'm, I'm quite healthy, so I'm not particularly vulnerable either. Yeah. I'm still not, not too mad about, you know, the chance of bringing it home to my my, my friends and family. And it's kind of stressful outside as well, like, the atmosphere in these supermarkets is nice. People are getting into arguments. And, yeah. I feel like know, just going really to the, the supermarkets in general right now are kind of it's a stressful experience at the moment. So it sounds like you're still working. Are you, what else are you doing to keep busy besides riding your bike and hanging out at home? <laughs> I play video games. I've been, they, do you know Call of Duty? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they got us all there because they, they gave us like a free weekend of Call of Duty. Uh, and me and all my mates, like got straight on that. <laughs> so I just became a total nerd. I love gaming, so I, yeah, I've been getting some RuneScape do, uh, done as well. Do you know RuneScape? Yeah. I used to play it when I was like, um, like 15. <laughs> <laughs> I just got straight back on that, and now yeah, my character's yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, well, it's a good time for it, so. Big time sync. All right, well, yeah. thank you so much for talking to us, Ollie. Appreciate it. Yeah, I know. That was fun. Thank you. So... Sounds like England had a late start. Yeah, I think <laughs> it sounds like they're doing pretty well now. And that was that's one of the biggest things that hit me that they are just paying the citizens of England. Like you lose your job and you just get your wages or I think he said what 80% of your wages. Yeah, which is huge. And you know, we're obviously not doing so well over here. We were clearly super unprepared for this. Yeah, our economy is extremely worried about the unemployment rate. I feel like it's insane right now. Yeah. But the, you know, little stimulus checks we're getting aren't covering wages the way that England is doing. So even though they were a lot further behind the rest of everybody kind of getting everything in place for the stay at home and all that, they're taking really good care of their people, which is great. And it seems like they're doing all right. Yeah, that's true. It does seem like, you know, although the restrictions that they did implement from what it sounds like are a little bit, you know, very restricting. You can't go out for anything but food or, you know, exercise once yeah. a day. <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit much, but at the same time, because they did start a little bit later, they're probably just trying to kind of put a grasp on it yeah. as quickly as they can so it doesn't get bad. But at the same time, they're definitely taking care of their people. So. Yeah, which is really nice. And I feel like it's very similar in France. France's so I have some friends in Paris still. Um, we actually spoke to my friend Andrew, who's living in Le Mans, which is in kind of northwestern France. Mm. And, I mean, France is pretty much doing the same thing across the board, but they have to fill out paperwork every time they leave their house to say, you know, their their name and all that info and, like, a kind of a statement of purpose of why they're out of their house. So even for exercise, um, and I think we'll let you listen to Andrew too, but I think you have to be, like, within a certain amount of kilometers from your house. Yeah. 
Um, but that's pretty crazy that you have to, it's, it's very, very strict. And in Le Mans, it's not quite as densely populated as Paris, but I can't even imagine in Paris, everything is so close together. It would be almost impossible to stop it from spreading if it got really out of control. Yeah. Especially, I think you mentioned once, you know, people basically live on top of each other there and, you know, it's very similar in America, in New York, which is kind of what would have happened had they not put those restrictions exactly. on. Um, I mean, yeah, there's sidewalks you can't even walk down without your elbowing people the whole time. And it's just, there's so many humans because it's obviously a big city, but it, it would be really bad really fast if people weren't actually listening to the stay-at-home orders there, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fill out that paperwork either. <laughs> yeah, well, it would be a lot of work every single time you had to leave your house, which is probably part of the point. <laughs> yeah, we'll let Andrew tell you about it. <laughs> Hey guys, I am here with my friend in France. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Andrew. Um, I've been in France. This is my second year living and I live in Limal. So do you want to tell me just a little bit about what's going on there and how you guys are handling the whole pandemic? Yeah, so we went into um, a na nationwide uh, confinement or quarantine on March 15th, um, which essentially means that all non-essential businesses were closed, schools, um, and we were asked to not leave the house um, unless it was absolutely necessary. So the only things that have remained open have been uh, grocery stores, um, pharmacies, the post office with reduced hours, and then, of course, because it's France, tobacco stores. Necessary for France. <laughs> yeah, absolutely necessary for <laughs> France. But other than that, literally every other thing is closed. Are they finding people for going outside? Is it pretty... Yeah, so to leave, um, you have to fill out this lovely um, declaration of why you're leaving. Um, it's insanely long. Oh, wow. Um, since I don't, have the printer, I don't have a printer at my house, I have to write it out by hand every time I leave. But you write and you verify that you're leaving for, an, for like a legal reason. Then you have to write out the reasons and check which one you're leaving for. And you have five official reasons you can leave the house. That's pretty crazy. Are you guys allowed to go out for any kind of exercise stuff or is it only for like official business like yeah. the grocery store? So happily, um, exercise is one of the things we can go out for, but you can only be outside for an hour and at a maximum distance of one kilometer from your house. Oh, wow. Okay. And do you have to wear masks every time you leave too? Um, no, that's something that I don't know if France was behind on or if kind of Europe in general, but I know in South Korea and I think other Asian countries, they recommended wearing the mask in France. They recommended us not to wear it unless we were sick. Oh, wow. But now I know the CDC has come out and said it might be important. And I think France might be changing its tune on that sooner or later as well. Interesting. Um, what is your work situation right now? Are you still working? Um, so I'm still receiving a, a salary, which I'm extraordinarily grateful for. Um, I work in elementary schools here. But since schools are closed, I haven't had work to do. Um, uh, I was supposed to have a contract that was extended through June, which, um, because of all this, it's not going to be extended through June. So I have about two more weeks of a salary and then it's kind of hands up in the air. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's always a fun feeling. <laughs> it's a great feeling. <laughs> um, so what are you doing to kind of keep yourself busy through all of this if you can't go out? Well, I'm extremely lucky in that I share my 230-square-foot apartment with a beautiful cat who keeps me entertained. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for my cat, Odin, and 
Um, I've also, I have an aquarium I've been working with a lot. That's kind of like a pet project. But then I've been calling people a lot, reading a little, and watching way too much mind-numbing TV. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think that's the thing to do right now. It's it's the perfect excuse, right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I used to spend my free time listening to, like, political podcasts and world events. And during this, I've learned that if I'm doing nothing during my day, I can't do that. So I've kind of gotten rid of almost all of that and just been watching stuff that helps me distract a little bit that's probably very good for your health yeah i i agree because there's so much going on and for now no one has any answers to help with you know the questions that i or other people in france or wherever you are have so i just kind of gotta wait it out yep well thank you very much andrew appreciate you talking to us yeah no worries thanks andrew um yeah so i mean it sounds like france is like we said kind of the same across the board yeah, uh, no matter how big the town, which is good. It's keeping things in check. Yeah, as long as you've got a little bit of a bigger apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so kind of in stark contrast to that, uh, in Singapore, they do have a stay-at-home order, but it doesn't sound like it's quite as intense. And the government is taking a huge role in kind of making sure everyone's really informed, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. So they actually started a thing to send out information to everyone every day so that you know the number of new cases and all of that stuff, which I feel like probably helps people feel more involved Mm -hmm. so that they actually want to follow the rules they're supposed to be following. I think he mentions that um, you don't have to follow the notifications all the time. Yeah, it's optional. Yeah, which is kind of nice. It's not something that's being force-fed to you. So if you're kind of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed on all of the information, you can be like silence <laughs> yeah which is is good because you definitely need a mental break as well because I, f- I feel like it's it's a little better now but it's been pretty much the only thing that anyone has talked about for you know months so <laughs> yeah and actually this is kind of something I just noticed have you either seen that the old commercials are still playing they're not making new commercials. Often. Really? Yeah, they're not making new oh, commercials. Oh, right, because everything's shut down. That yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> and if they are making new commercials, they're implementing social distancing in the commercial. So interesting. Yeah, I've I I don't watch TV ever, and <laughs> well, but it's quarantine now, so I guess. <laughs> so I actually I did watch you know some TV the other day with a friend, and I was watching and he's like yeah take a look at this and he showed me different commercials and things to point out and I blew my mind I was like holy cow they are actually old commercials that they're not recording new ones or they are heavily socially distanced so so interesting that was a little bit off topic but (laughs) if you're watching tv let me know what you think (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, we're going to let you guys listen to Joel. He is over in Singapore. Um, I know him through mountaineering school. And yeah, uh, Singapore is doing things a little differently. So have a listen. I am here with my friend in Singapore. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I can do that. My name is uh, Joel. I live in Singapore. I've been living here for uh, on and off for 15 plus years had a little bit of a stint in Portland as well, so that was uh, that was nice experience. Uh, but now, yeah, uh, back in Singapore again. Uh, so what is going on in Singapore? How are they handling this whole situation? Well, uh, so far, I would say they're handling it uh, quite well. Uh, the 
I think in comparison to a lot of other uh, countries, there's a lot, a lot of testing. So basically, they are testing anyone with uh, with symptoms. They're also doing contract tracing for everyone. They are testing everyone where they believe there's a suspected case based on the contact tracing. There's a lot of testing and not too many cases. Uh, uh, at the moment, there is uh, an increase because the the virus have gotten in, unfortunately, in uh, overseas uh, workers that lives in barracks uh, in those um, environments. And of course, they live in very close together. So it spreads very rapidly there, uh, which is not good. Um, but uh, hopefully not too many casualties because they are not elderly. Uh, it's younger workers, right? So. But yeah, overall, uh, a little bit more contained than in many other can, uh, countries, I would say. Uh, but yeah, at the moment, there's uh, like a circuit breaker in place. Uh, the situation is that we work from home. Uh, we can go out for exercise but uh, and buy food, but that's pretty much it. Um, restaurants are allowed to be open, but not to serve anything in the restaurants. You can do takeaways. So um, yeah, it's been... It's been a, a new experience working so much from uh, from home, like I guess a lot of people all over the world have. Yeah, and you mentioned before uh, the government was sending out updates or something on WhatsApp for you guys, right? Yeah, so uh, I signed up for this uh, service where uh, once at least once a day you get an automatic uh, automatic message from the uh, the government that tells you basically data on how many new cases uh, have they uh, have they found that day how many of them were uh, has been traced to existing clusters uh, known clusters how many are not yet traced uh, how many are currently in hospital how many are currently in other facilities so not necessarily in hospitals and uh, they also give you how many are currently in icus um how, how many total dead, uh, and if there are any new deaths, they would report that uh, as well. Luckily, in Singapore, it's only been, I think, 11 deaths so far. So in a population of 5.8 million, it's still relatively low. Yeah, that's a lot more contained than it is in the United States right now. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you're working from home too. How was that going? Well, I must say, we, I had a bit of a, a period where I warmed up to it. So my company basically went to a working from home 50% first throughout uh, March and uh, sort of divided the company in the A and B team. And, and uh, so we got some practice in working working from home 50% in the beginning. But since the beginning of April, uh, we are now working 100% from home. Um, I must say, honestly, I had a little bit of issue the first couple of days to sort of be efficient. So I was I was not efficient, but I had to then work much later. Now, because I'm working in supply chain and there's a lot of work to, to handle the situation in the supply chain, uh, so now I have so much work, so it's no longer a problem to be to not be efficient anymore. I just have to work. <laughs> but it's definitely true that I work, uh, I, I guess, it's very easy to work a lot of hours. So there's nothing, no natural break. So it's very easy to continue to working until uh, midnight and then you go to bed and you're up again. And I would say also weekends is sort of lost their meaning a bit as well, I would say. So right. it's also very easy to continue to working over the over weekends. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've been pretty busy. Is there anything that you are 
doing for fun or that you're able to do that you've been wanting to do for a while since you've had, you know, not to actually go to work? Yeah, there's actually quite a number of things. So, um, well, some friends here in Singapore, we have been uh, meeting up on a, on a app uh, to have sort of like uh, drinks together, uh, aperitif, pre, pre-dinner drinks. Yeah. So that's been fun at least to see, see, uh, see the friendly faces um, at least once a week. Uh, I've had a few uh, sessions where I, together with a friend, like decide on some, some dish we're going to cook. So we cook it uh, separately, and then we have sort of a video dinner. Oh, that's uh, a cool idea. In the same, <laughs> the same dish, <laughs> some wine, etc. Uh, we had, I had one cook up for uh, for hamburgers together with my ex colleagues because we used to eat hamburgers on Fridays. So we did a, a Friday burger uh, <laughs> session. Um, I've been doing a little bit of like online shopping, supporting some of the some of the businesses that I like in Singapore that can deliver. So I've been buying some stuff like uh, yeah, easy things like craft beer or coffee beans or tea leaves, etc. Um, walking around at home and spending so much time at home as well, I've realized that uh, there's a few bits and pieces that I'm missing. So I've been shopping uh, some some of those things uh, as well. So uh, yeah, I think it's important to try to be continue to be very connected, right? So use use different media to to continue to connect uh, on a regular basis uh, with friends. I've also been uh, doing some virtual runs. So we decide we're gonna go run a specific time, and then we go run, and then we post some pictures or or whatever afterwards but running separately. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being on, Joel. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Joel, for being on with us. Um, So it seems like, you know, of all the places that we've interviewed, Singapore is definitely the most informative, and it seems like they are doing a pretty good job at making sure that people know everything like we mentioned, which is really good. Yeah, and I think the news coming directly from the country is cool, too, because, I mean, you know, obviously all of the news stations in all of the countries are reporting on the whole world right now since it is a worldwide pandemic, but it's kind of cool that they have that information at their fingertips if they want it. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, and you're not—I've noticed a lot of things about propaganda and stuff right now, and it it feels like to me that they're really trying to just kind of keep all of that on the back burner and really hone in on what's important right now, which is—that's really cool. Um, not something our country's doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to play next for you, Stacy in Sweden. Um, She's actually my cousin and she's originally from the United States, but she's been in Sweden for a while and she lives there with her family and And she's working directly with the virus, Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, she is in um, a field that does put her pretty much in contact and We'll let her tell you like a little bit more about it, but Sweden, <laughs> they're definitely, in my opinion, doing really well. They are in a way different situation than anywhere else in the world. It sounds so much more relaxed. Yeah, it's definitely more laid back, and we're gonna let Stacy tell you all about it. But we'll we'll tune in soon. <laughs> I am here with our friend in Sweden. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi. My name is Anastasia Faris. I live here in Sweden. I'm originally from the U.S., but I moved to Sweden in 2003. Cool. I live um, in Stockholm. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what's going on there and how everything's been going through all of this? Yeah, so Sweden, um, as maybe you may have seen in the news, um, has taken a little bit of a different approach. 
um, in response to the coronavirus uh, as compared to other countries in, in Europe and other countries around the world. And so in Sweden, um, they've decided to take a little bit more of a relaxed approach. Um, it, while we are social distancing and the government has told us that, you know, people should stay home, they've canceled, you know, big events and um, closed restaurants, but they've closed, um, they've said that people have to sit like one table apart. So um, you can still go to a restaurant, for example, here. My kids are still in school, um, although some of the schools have chosen to close and are, have gone to distance learning. Um, the majority of the schools are still open, at least grade schools and um, daycares are still open. And partly that was because um, they, the state epidemiologist here said that, you know, there isn't such severe disease in kids. And um, if they closed the schools, they were worried that so many parents would have to stop working um, especially healthcare workers, and so they've chosen to keep schools open. Yeah, that's very interesting. That is a very different approach than most of the states here. Yeah, <laughs> so we are not really, you know, on lockdown or stay-at-home orders. Although um, the government has has said, like, you know, it's it's good not to go out and meet a lot of people. And I would say, like, after living in Sweden for so many years and um, comparing it to the U.S., people here really are pretty compliant with what they're told in, in terms of you know what the, the government says. Like I think they have a lot of trust in in um in what the government tells them and, and in the public health authorities. And so they have said, um, you know, we will okay, they're they trans they seem to be transparent in terms of like what they're telling us and why we should do this. And so people really are not, you know, meeting in big groups and you know, I I'll see my neighbors and like they kind of stand back away from me and um, but but still chat, but you know from like maybe like five feet away. Yeah. yeah so um, that's the that's the main um, yeah the main way that things are working right now. Interesting. And you, so you're still working through all of this too, right? I am. Yeah, I actually work um, with coronavirus because I work in um, at the European Center for Disease Prevention and Control. So my normal job there is um, I work with HIV, um, but now myself, as well as a lot of my colleagues who work on different diseases, have been um, diverted to, to work on coronavirus because it's been such a huge um, amount of work in the past few weeks. Right. And so um, I'm working a lot on our risk assessment process. And we do that. Um, our workplace is actually closed. It, it, we're all working from home, except for the people who are on like, the frontline coronavirus duty, like the emergency response. Okay. That's a small group of about 30 or 40 people. And then so like this week, I'm at home. I'm on the support team. And then I'll rotate back onto the first line response next week. And then I'll be there face to face with a few other colleagues. But um, but otherwise, everyone's working from home. Yeah, it definitely sounds very different than not only the United States, but a lot of other countries out there right now. It seems like everybody is is pretty much just staying home and staying away from other people. Um, do you guys have a lot of cases there? We do have quite a few cases. Um, the curve has gone not up like so sharply as what we saw, for example, in New York or, or in the U.S. generally, um, but it has been steadily increasing. And so um, the the case numbers are like per population are among the higher ones in Europe. Gotcha. Um, but it's not as bad as the situation, for example, that we saw in Italy or what we saw in Spain recently. And um, and they've been, you know, really try like I think they've allowed it to go up um like at enough of an angle so that they've been able to build up the capacity for healthcare. Um, for example, they've built up, you know, this extra field hospital in, in Stockholm and have really been trying to like increase the surge capacity for the, the hospitals. Um, testing here really only covers people who are really, really sick. Um, and so 
if you're, you know, mildly ill, they just tell you to stay home for 14 days um, and not meet other people as well as keep your family members at home. And people are quite compliant and do that. So it's, you know, probably the numbers that they have um, of the official statistics are probably underrepresenting all of these mild cases and they're not being tested. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's probably true everywhere because I, I know that's definitely yeah. true in Oregon, at least that we, you know, no one's getting tested unless you need to be in the hospital. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, it sounds like you are keeping busy the way that you normally would then because it sounds like life is kind of going on as normal there as much as it can. Yeah, it's interesting because, um, you know, we're still meeting, you know, smaller groups of friends. I mean, like my daughter has a friend over today. Um, the other one is about to go out and meet two of her friends in the neighborhood and go skateboarding. But, um, but you know, bigger groups or, you know, birthday parties, those kinds of things, dinner parties, we're, that's, none of that is happening. Mm-hmm. Movie theaters are closed, you know sort of swimming pools or, you know, things that you might do with at least the, I would do with my kids in free time are not occurring. And so, but, but the rest of it is pretty much life as usual other than working from home. Yeah. And so, um, it's sometimes easy to forget that like, Oh, wait a second. No, we have, you know, yeah, that's a very strange thing. No, we can't go swimming. We can't go swimming. <laughs> yeah. well, and then also not being able to travel. Like we, we cannot, um, I mean, most flights are canceled and, They've advised that nobody goes anywhere until after June fifteenth, oh, okay. and um, and so and they're not allowing anyone from a non-EU country to enter Sweden until at least May fifteenth, and so having family, you know, abroad like that definitely weighs on my mind if I think about it too much. That like there's no way I could go home right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, You're kind of stuck yeah. there for the time being. Yeah, yeah. Well, very interesting. Thank you so much for talking with us. We really appreciate it. You're welcome, Ashley. Good luck. So, yeah, Stacey, that was awesome. Thank you for being on. But just really fascinating how different that all is. I've also said fascinating like 40 times in this episode. <laughs> I don't know why that's my word of the day, apparently. <laughs> I think it's because it's also fascinating. <laughs> no, but honestly, in my opinion, the funniest thing about Sweden right now is that everything is still just normal. Yeah, you people know. get to see each other, just, you know, two or three people at a time, but yeah. it's not the level of social distancing where all of us are kind of dying because we can't hug our friends. Yeah, kids are still going to school, people are still having get-togethers, mm-hmm. but as Stacy said, um, <laughs> you know, the people in Sweden are very compliant with their government, whereas the United States, it's more like we treat everything like it's implemented. <laughs> and everybody has... <laughs> protests about needing a haircut <laughs> yeah I mean I cut my own hair and it came out fine yeah it was fine we'll, we'll survive <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I thought that was really funny especially because like I said Stacy's originally from America and so yeah she's been in Sweden for a really long time but she kind of definitely knows both sides of the court yeah she has that extra outside perspective yeah so I thought that was really funny and it just kind of puts it into perspective how <laughs> we're just so used to freedom <laughs> to put it nicely <laughs> uh, yeah but it, it's been really really cool talking to people from around the world um just to kind of see how this has all been for everybody and I, I it's it's really cool that in spite of everything I feel like I have seen more people being kind to each other and more people going out of their way to do nice things and people just really kind of coming together and creating communities around things, even if we're all just online and not actually seeing each other in person. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been pretty nice. I hope that people can remember this when this is all over. Yeah. I've definitely personally, I've talked to some people that I haven't talked to in a really long time yeah. and it was really nice to catch up with them. 
I've also, you know, had to say goodbye to some friends who moved in the middle of all this. And I was kind of bummed, but, you know, we still text every day and, you know, it's cool. And it's nice to know that this is something we will hopefully carry on with us. But yeah, even just doing all of these little interviews with my study abroad friends, I hadn't talked to a lot of them in a really long time. And it prompted this whole thing where we got together and like 15 of us were on a group Zoom call. And, you know, it was six years ago now, I think, that I did that. And we all still talk, but not as often as we would all like. So that was really cool to just have that be, you know, the virus brought us back all together. (laughs) Yeah. And I also, I will say too, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm out in the world working every single day, seven days a week. And I have seen some really nice courses of action. You know, I've had people thank me personally for working, you know, while I'm wearing one of my uniforms. I've had people, you know, thank nurses and things on the street passing by right in front of me. And every time I see somebody I know, you know, they wave to me from a distance and yell, stay healthy across the street, (laughs) you know. So it's definitely kind of heartwarming at the same time it is is terrifying. Yeah, I think it's really... It's brought out a lot of things in people, too, of just reassessing not only, you know, jobs and everything, because so many people are getting let off, but just how they're living their lives and how they want to be as a human being. And so it's really nice to see that most people are kind of just being generally good. I like that. Yeah, and they're all becoming bakers, too. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, so many bakers. (laughs) I mean, I jumped on the sourdough train immediately, but I also used to be a baker, so I feel like... I'm only sort of on there. <laughs> that, okay. That only kind of counts. But I mean, yeah, if you ask me to bake anything, it's going to get burned. <laughs> That's the one thing we don't have in common. I'm glad you've got that covered for both of us. <laughs> so. so, yeah, um, we actually are making this episode a two-parter because we talked to um, the Europeans and then we also talked to some friends in the United States because all of the states are doing things a little bit differently. Um, and then a friend of mine in New Zealand. So, uh, yeah, we want to, we decided not to torture you with a two hour long episode. Um, we just wanted to split them up a little bit and kind of give the different perspectives in a light where you can digest and then kind of come back to it. So yeah, there will be another one. Yeah. It'll be out next week. And if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, feel free to email us. The wild North podcast at gmail.com. And anything else, follow us on Instagram. You can message us there, too. Yeah. And if you guys have any weird stories, anything crazy that the place where you live is doing, let us know. Because we're very curious. It's been really fun talking to everyone. And, I mean, it's kind of nice to have some sort of human interaction right now. So feel free to reach out if you need anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks. All right. We will see you guys next week. Catch us on our next adventure. Stay wild. Cheers. Cheers.